from Virginia Humanities. This is Backstory. Welcome to Backstory, the show that explains the history behind today's headlines. I'm Brian Ballow. I'm Ed Ayers. And I'm Nathan Connolly. If you're new to the podcast, we're all historians. And along with Joanne Freeman, we explore a different aspect of American history each show. We're going to start this week by going back in time to April 22nd, 1970. Earth Day, a question of survival. Fairmount Park in Philadelphia today is much like a rock music festival as a teach-in on the environment. A few older people, a few blacks, and some of the poor. But mainly white, middle-class young people, as much aroused by the music as by the damage done to the environment by pollution. Oh, it was it was huge. There are estimates of 20 million participants. There were 10,000 schools and 2,000 universities and colleges. The first Earth Day isn't exactly how we remember the presidency of Richard Milhouse Nixon. But historian Jay Brooks Flippin says the president, ever the pragmatist, was an unlikely environmentalist. He saw the environment as a way to court young votes and divert attention from the Vietnam War. It was all across the land, communities large and small, and you'd have businessmen and housewives, college students, children, workers, anti-establishment radicals. It really represented every strata of of American society. It grew sort of generically. Uh, There was a movement in San Francisco with uh, an activist named John McConnell, and he had been pushing for an Earth Day on March 21st every year, which was the annual time when the sun crossed the equator. And it, to him, it, it symbolized the harmony and balance in nature. Gaylord Nelson, a senator from Wisconsin, built on McConnell's idea and turned Earth Day into a national event. Intended to bring awareness to pollution and the rapid destruction of the environment, Earth Day was part protest, part celebration. A lot of the official uh, agenda of these meetings were speeches or petitions and displays. There was some music. But it's funny to look at some of what individual people were doing. For example, at the University of Minnesota, members of the Student for Environmental Defense had a mock funeral service for the internal combustion engine, complete with putting a, an engine in a coffin and lowering it into the ground. People would wear gas masks to protest pollution. A New Jersey housewife hung a banner with a black skull and crossbones on dredging equipment and people were throwing out birth control pills. You know, it was, it's pretty amazing given the breadth of this that there really wasn't that much trouble. 13 people were arrested for blocking access to Logan Airport and several self-styled yippies at Indiana University plugged municipal sewage pipes with concrete. And there was a, a Florida man who was arrested for violating sanitary codes presenting a local utility company with a, a bunch of decaying fish, you know, little things like that. But they, they, were, they were all geared to uh, getting the, the attention, and, and they did. Earth Day USA, happy time for many. Conservatives were for it. Left liberals were for it. Democrats, Republicans, and independents were for it. So were the ins, the outs, the executive and legislative branches of government. It was Earth Day, and like Mother's Day, no one in public office could be against it. President Nixon, 
through White House spokesman, said he had earlier expressed his concern about pollution and hoped yesterday's events would be the start of a continuing campaign against it. Arizona Republic, Thursday, April 23, 1970. There were a number of uh, people in the Nixon White House which worried that if Nixon came out strongly for Earth Day, it might degenerate into one gigantic criticism of the administration, or it might be a venue of, of radicals of one sort or another, and could even result in violence. But Nixon had appointed some staunch environmental advocates in his administration. Chief among them were John Whitaker, Deputy Assistant for Domestic Affairs, and Christopher DeMuth, Staff Assistant. Together, they were the loudest voices pushing Nixon to get involved with Earth Day. A great debate ensued within the White House between Nixon's environmental and economic advisors. Ultimately, Nixon settled on a middle-of-the-road approach. Nixon, what he decided to do on Earth Day was to have his administration appear very pro-environment, pro-Earth Day in, in many respects. He ended up dispatching a lot of officials about, and uh, Whitaker and, and DeMuth worked up a plan for the, in, inside the White House for each department to develop a way to show that they were involved. But Nixon himself refused to issue an executive order directing federal workers to participate. They didn't declare a national holiday, although Whitaker and DeMuth really wanted him to. And uh, they figured that if the day appeared to be going well, he could issue a press release later in the day. He could sort of tag on if it, if it was going well. And if it didn't go well, then he, he wasn't too involved. Nixon had uh, coordinated White House cleanup of the Potomac River the week of Earth Day, and Nixon was hoping something like that would sort of mute some of the criticism that he himself, Nixon as president, did not personally get involved in. So Nixon wants to win this constituency, but it's a political consideration for him. He's not really concerned about the core issues, but he doesn't want to appear that he's anti-environment. He's sort of treading water. He's going to go where the political winds seem to take him. By any measure, Earth Day was a huge success. It was the largest mass demonstration in American history to date, with minimal instances of violence. But Nixon drew criticism for his tepid support of Earth Day. He was frustrated that the media didn't give him the credit he thought he deserved. And so as the years went by, the Nixon administration drew back from subsequent Earth Days. Dan Rather called the administration's response to Earth Day benign neglect. And... Uh, you know, Earth Day remained very strong in the early 70s. Uh, 1971, Gaylord Nelson returned to sort of have the, the first anniversary of Earth, Earth Day. It actually proclaimed an Earth Week. And the administration was still trying to tread water here. They were still involved, but not wanting to become too involved. It, in 1972, there was on, on June 5th, a World Environmental Day to, at Stockholm, it was the UN Conference on the Environment. In 74, there was a notable Earth Day. But with the exceptions of the anniversary years, like 1990 or 1995, Earth Day has begun to fade as a, as a national celebration. And it, it, today, it, it, for many people, it goes unnoticed. Even when it is noticed, it's kind of ironic because Earth Day has been... Uh, Many, many companies have turned Earth Day into a, a marketing phenomenon, and it's, it's, it's a bit ironic when you consider it's how it began. In 